Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. If you've ever said or heard this, you've kind of cringed, I'm sure. Why can't you be more like? Ooh, when a kid hears that, that's a real wound in their heart. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. And Danny, as parents, we make the mistake sometimes of comparing uh, one child to one of their siblings, uh, or to a neighbor child, or to a nephew or niece, or somebody that we think is in a better place, a better role model. And that can really limit or exasperate them. Um, they they really have to be themselves, our children, don't they? They do, John. I, I don't think not, any of us are really guilty of this, right, John? <laughs> We've I've heard our people. Child. I've never yeah, said right. this. Sort of other people do. Yeah, I've this. got a friend. Uh, I, that is, that it's, it's, a, it's a temptation for all of us to compare our kids because we see good things in other kids that we want in our kids. So a lot of times it begins as a good thing. But in our anxiety, our insecurities, when they spill out, we start to put this pressure and demand on our child that is very unnecessary. And whenever you find yourself going there, press the pause button, figure out what is my goal here Hmm. for my child? Is it so that I feel better or is this truly the journey for my child that they're on? And I'm pouring into their lives because it wouldn't be bad to point out if a child is being kind to someone else to point that out. Hey, John's being kind to uh, to, to Matt. It's it's really exciting to see when you're kind to so and so, and and then you bring it back to to where they're at and how mm-hmm. you've seen that in their lives, where yeah. you're reinforcing things that you love and you can see in other kids. But when you're comparing performance or other things that uh, you wish your child had and they don't, that can create a, a real uh, divide between you and your child. Yeah, and once that word is out of your mouth, you can't get it back. So exercise caution. And listen in now as Dr. Kathy Cook emphasizes this. She talked with Focus President Jim Daly and me about raising the child that God has given you, not the one you wish you had. You know, Dr. Kathy, I want to make sure we cover how we communicate with our children, especially when they're down on themselves. Mm. Because, again, this is such a critical need in the culture today because there's such low self-esteem, often outside of the home. The parents can be doing a good job in this area, building them up, being affirmational and pointing Mm -hmm. to a specific task that was noticed. You Mm -hmm. can do all those things well, but your child's being torn down in school Mm -hmm. or torn down in their activity, whether it's music or whatever they're doing. How do you affirm a child who is struggling with their self-worth? Let's make changes if we can. You know, if we know that they're in a negative, um, influential situation, let's make a change if we can. And let's be responsible for the minutes we have with them and being the best that we can be. I'm a huge advocate of specific praise rather than just general, that was good. Um, Why was it good? Was it accurate? Was it creative? Was it um, thoughtful? so that they're built up in our home so that they can go out and stand against the wave of um, neglect or, or torment and feel their emotion and feel their pain and let them come to you with a heartache. Hug them and love them in the moments of their fear and let them know that that's not who you are. This is who we declare you are. And then you open the Word of God. And the key to that, it's not going to be one time. Exactly. You've it's got just... to have tenacity as a parent to be doing that every evening when you lay in bed or pray with them. 
and you're mm-hmm. tickling their back or whatever you might do. Right. And reaffirm them. Right. You, you are know, this. And parents of young kids, uh, listen to them when they're little so that they'll want you to listen when they're older. Yeah, that's good. A lot of parents think that, oh, my kid is so little, there's nothing really going on. I can kind of just neglect, if you will. But if you want kids to come to you when they're 10, 11, and 12 with real legitimate questions, if you will, you need to be available to them when they're 5, yeah. 6, and 7. Kathy, we are right at the end. And, mm. I, you know, I'm thinking of a fishing net, yeah. a parent net. And I'm going to rattle off a list that you created that, with your permission, we'll post at the website. Please do. But these so connected with me as a dad Good. that I'd like to read them. And then you can highlight one or two. And this is the kind of help that your book can provide that parent, me and Jean, for yeah. example, Dina and John. I think there's so much great content in here. But let me just read this for you, the listener. If you're saying, okay, not everything they talked about today is touching me. Think of this, how to secure your child's heart, parent by faith, parent with grace and mercy, forgive quickly and often, tell your children you are confident in God. I know some of you may have thought them. Know that your confidence rests in the Lord. Prioritize children, not their behavior. That cuts close. You can dislike what children do while you still like and love them. Be who you want your children to be. I hope you're hearing the passion in my voice, Kathy. Mm -hmm. You've written this, not Mm -hmm. me, but I love it. Mm -hmm. Remember, children are human beings, not human doings. This one got me too. Raise the children you were given not the children you wish you had. And the list goes on. These are just great topics that you're covering. And again, how to secure your child's heart. Mm-hmm. It's right here. And you've done a fabulous job. Any ones that you want to highlight? No, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I um, wish I would have written this. No, thank you for honoring the list. You know, prioritize progress, not perfection. Let's have that hope and let's look for what's good and let's talk more about that. Let's end with that. Man, if you do these things, your children, there's no formula, but there's predictability. Oh, that's a good word. If you can do this, the greater likelihood is your children are going to be good. Your children are going to follow the Lord. And what I mean good is healthy. Yes. You know, um, they're doing the right things in their own core, not because you told them to. Yes. And uh, Kathy, again, I'm mindful of that parent that's going, man, I have missed the mark. I did none of that. Mm-hmm. And they're maybe broken down in tears right now because yeah. they're hearing this and they're going, I was not that dad. Mm-hmm. I was not that mom. Speak to them. It's never too late. It's never too late. I'm proud of you for caring enough to listen to a show like this. It's never too late. Choose one thing. Start a new rhythm. Ask your kids to be a part of it. It's never too late. Forgive, forget, move on. Um, seek help I'm proud of anyone who recognizes they have a need No, it probably doesn't happen as often as you might want it to but Danny when that teen comes to you with the problem that they're wrestling with um, and you've established a sense of trust kind of built that bridge you've listened and and they're coming to you with their problems there's a real richness in that role isn't there there is it's it's somewhat rare unfortunately because uh, teenagers are trying to gain autonomy. Uh, there's a push towards independence and making your own decisions, which is, which is healthy. At the same time, it needs guidance. And you're right, that trust is a treasure. I mean, it's the biggest gift a parent could have, that a teenager would come to you and say, Mom or Dad, can, can I talk for a moment? I have this thing I'm wrestling with, and they want to consult yeah. with you. You want to treasure those moments. And just realize that 
as teenagers grow up, you're going to have to do more of the bidding for their attention and their connection. So be intentional about that. Hey, can we connect? Let's go for a walk. And if you create those spaces and those moments, you are more likely to receive those. If you're not making time for that, it becomes less and less likely that those will come. As as kids are young, they're bidding for our attention. And sometimes we have to say, okay, we're busy. And as as they grow into the teen years, they're busy uh, making friends and doing other activities. And so it's it's really important for us to step into a teen's life. And the more they feel understood, the more that they will come to us and ask us a question. I still remember I was uh, getting ready to greet people at church after we had sung, and I was going to go say hi to a couple friends. And my son tapped me on the shoulder and said, Dad, can we go for a walk? I need to talk about something. And it was stuff he was wrestling with. Yeah. I said, absolutely, let's, let's go talk now. And there, there have been moments that have not been the most ideal where he says, Dad, can we just talk for a moment? And I have things going on. And I have to realize my train of thought needs to stop, and I need to jump into his train of thought. And, and we've used that analogy. Hey, we're at the train stop. I'm going to jump into yours. Hmm. Thanks for coming. And I want to I know what's going on. So talk to the parent who's feeling guilty as you're speaking right now because, seriously— I have not done that. Okay, so I feel like the the, the train has left the station. <laughs> nice. I can't catch up. I can't yeah. get on that. It's it's there's no relationship there. What do I do? Yeah, it's a hard one. Kids do want relationship, and it takes initiative and your insecurities being put to the side. That it's not personal. Your teen, and sometimes Say that it again, can be because that's it, really <laughs> crucial for parents to hear. I mean, sometimes there is hurt in the relationship, yeah. but many times it's not personal. It's, it's not just that yeah. it's it's a child want needing to grow up, and for parents that can feel very threatening. And you may get moments of rejection where they're saying, "Oh, not now. I can't talk right now," or they're laughing at things. They, the more persistent, the more consistent you are, and the more you understand with compassion their world. The more they'll want to bridge back, yeah. but it's going to take time and patience. I appreciate that perspective. And um, we heard from Dr. Cook here on this episode. She has so much more about parenting uh, by faith and with grace and mercy. Uh, catch her book, Start with the Heart. We'll send that to you when you make a generous donation today of any amount to help us as we help literally millions of parents worldwide. And Um, Over the years, God has been uh, so gracious to work through Focus on the Family. Your support is a big part of that. So please pray for us and donate to us if you're able, and uh, we will send Start With Heart to you. By the way, if you're facing a difficult time, we do have caring Christian counselors on staff. They would be happy to talk to you. Uh, You can schedule a consult time with us when you make a phone call, or we have a Find a Counselor tool online. All the links are in the show notes. On behalf of Danny and the entire team, thanks for listening to this episode of the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.